Hello, hello. Good morning. That's what time I'm recording this again. I kind of loved early morning closet coffee vibe I had with the last episode, so I'm leaning into it more, at least this week. <laughs> um, I feel like in the mornings I wake up and I have like my most like clear, like simple thoughts, and then as the day like filters on so many other things trickle in and then it's just like a little bit of chaos. And so, I don't know, doing the podcast this way kind of is nice. I feel like you're getting a clear, simple, like here are my words, raw in the morning first thing and we're doing it over coffee. So I'm going to take a minute for a sip. If you are getting it adjusted into your day, do that yourself. Take a sip of your beverage enjoy. Take a good breath in. I mean, we're in the month of November, which November in general, I think we think as Americans, especially like it's a month of gratitude and thankfulness. And I, I do really subscribe to that. I kind of do it in this different way since I started kind of getting into energetics and somatic practices and breath work over the years. But I, every month on Instagram, I post like a little, I just started it this year, but I really love it. Um, I kind of have like these downloads and then I like kind of give like a guide of like what the month is and it's a calendar. It's very aesthetically in, in my zone, (laughs) if you will. But, um, there's also this thought of like, yes, it's a, a month of like gratitude and thankfulness, but um, the month of November also has like no November in it. So it's really like a month of boundaries. And so when we're talking about like this season and the shift and the change, like we're approaching like winter in this month. So it's like this month it starts to freeze over. And I love explaining that visual to clients because when we see that like freezing over, if you will, of things in the, in the world, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to hold this boundary. And so the month of November, it's like, no, I'm going to say no to that, which is a yes to me. Um, and you can be really grateful for that. And so I hope that that small little like nugget of energetics helps you through this month and maybe just sit in that for a moment. Like where is it that I need to respect boundaries or hold boundaries or even consider a boundary (laughs) this month because you'll have more potency because of the season and feel like the gratefulness that you have the awareness the ability and the mindset shift to do that with a boundary for yourself because you're really doing things to honor yourself when you create these types of boundaries and kind of the new way of working through things. So that's like this month's little, you know, heads up. This is where you should be going. It's funny because I hosted um, the first of 12 lunar full moon gatherings for my coming home series. And I did it on Friday, which was right before the October 27th, right before the lunar and full moon. And it was funny because 
you know, I'm on Instagram. Like I get my own downloads. I do my own learnings through my teachers. And then like on Instagram, I just see so much about the full moon, the full moon, the full moon. And I like, I'm like, nobody's really talking about the nodal shift. And like, I'm in my astrology course and people are like, what the hell is an ast- a nodal shift? Um, but it was interesting to me because some of us that I learn with um, through Instagram or through courses, like have been in conversation about this whole, like the marketing of things and like the struggles of it, because there's an algorithm and you kind of have to like play the game. And the way that you get things in front of people is by sharing it multiple times or having like keywords. And that all is fine because it's just how that system works. But I was laughing because I think as like an astrology student who hopes to be like an astrologer after my course is done, um, they couldn't market the nodal shift change, which was almost more important than the eclipses and full moon. Um, Some teachers I know on Instagram that I follow and engage with who do not have like large follower accounts. They really were hitting home on this too, which made me feel like, okay, other people are recognizing this, just big astrologers and kind of mainstream media was really focused on the eclipse and the full moon. But it's like, we have to use that game to pull people into the other details. It's like at coming home on Friday, it was a full moon event. It was about the eclipse, but I really wanted to focus in on the nodal shift change because it's very expansive. It is so timely. I have watched clients and friends and family members like share things that have been going on in their lives. And I just, I get such a a grin on my face because I'm like, I'm so pleased. Like if people just had more access to a teacher or a way to understand this is it's not a predictor. It's not your guru. It is not any of those types of like culty, weird, witchy things. But it's really just a tool to help you carry the weight through what is happening in your own life. I'm going to say that again because I feel like that was a good one. (laughs) It is just a tool to help you carry the weight of what's already happening in your life. That's all astrology is. Like, you can read it and like, okay, like you can believe it wholeheartedly if you want. But if you actually just allow it to kind of float around the ethers around you, you'll see that things are happening whether you put your mind towards it or you don't. I mean, it just, it's, that's how it works. It's just supposed to make you feel more supported. And hearing people like come in and I had a client, like her husband, like kindest, most amazing human And he just, like, got really upset about, like, a basketball game he was playing in. And he got mad at himself. And he, like, hit a wall. And he, like, broke his hand. I don't know if it's completely broken. But she was coming in. And she's like, yeah, I feel bad. I had to leave him and come to my hair appointment. But, you know, it was, like, this silly thing. And it's just that's not who he is. And he's so embarrassed and all these things. And I'm, like, watching all of this come out. And they're not – 
like big believers in astrology, I would imagine. But I just was like, I feel like there's like something so much deeper there. And I, it's not the rest of my story to tell, but I kind of explained to her what was going on. And she just was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. That is exactly like what I see happening with my husband, just because it's like they struggle with working through things and then it just like physically manifests. But it's just like having that one example. I have other clients who've gone through things with their family members that like literally erupted like on the solar eclipse, things that have been going on for the last two years with their family and then are all kind of getting wrapped up and tied up as the lunar or the, yeah, the lunar eclipse happened. And so it's like, I've, I've just, I get to see with the lens of a hairdresser, so many different people's stories happen that you realize like, it's all the same. I mean, it's not the same situations, a broken hand in a family situation that's been going on for two years or nine years, really, um, are very different situations, but the timeliness of like the work, quote unquote, like you can see it. And the level of exhaustion that everybody has been coming into the shop with. Sorry, I had to take a sip. My voice is still waking up. But um, everybody has come in like, gosh, I've been sleeping terribly. Like, I'm so tired. I feel so run down. And during an eclipse season, you really don't sleep well because the the light is so wonky. And I, I really went into this more like with the coming home events on Friday the last week. But if you live in the Phoenix area, I totally invite you to come because I think you would enjoy it. It's like kind of like an introduction to energy and astrology. You get a sound healing. It's just, it's a very nice entry to some of this stuff if you're, you're curious. But when you have so much happening, like an eclipse season, a full moon and a nodal shift change, even if you don't know what any of those things are, I know that you can say that sounds like a lot because it is. And when I was talking about the nodal shift change on Friday with my gathering, what I really wanted to explain to people was for the last two years, we have been really like grappling and digesting and like churning out different workings in our bodies and in our minds and in our lives and all that work and all those like things that are kind of common that have been taking place for roughly two years are kind of being wrapped up and tied up and put to rest and so it's it's nice because if you look back from and they say it started in um they don't say it did start in january 18th january 18th of 2020 yeah right yeah 2022 so it was about 18 months long um that this has been going on and you know when these things happen at the start of the year for people sorry guys my voice holy moly um when these things happen in people's lives it could have been very subtle or small or non-existent at the time, but there's just something that has been happening in your life that ties into like what your soul's 
journey is really about in this lifetime or your life purposes. And so looking back for me, like in January of 2022, we were really like wanting to expand our family again. And in my head, I had it that it was going to take me a while to get pregnant again, or I just, I I don't know. I just thought it was going to take a little while. And so we started that journey in February, but it was like towards the end of that month, we're like, well, I guess, are we going to start trying one more time and see what happens? And then as like, I go through my pregnancy and I have this beautiful little human join our lives. There's workings there during my pregnancy with Towns, my youngest. I feel like I had this really like deepening of myself in it. And then when I like was getting ready to birth him, I birthed this whole energetics business with coming home. And then I had him and then we had a flood. So just like understanding what we really needed as a family was simplified. Like what we actually needed to live with. We had to move from Airbnb to Airbnb for, I think it was like seven weeks because all of them were booked because of the stuff going on in town with Barrett Jackson, Super Bowl. So we couldn't stay in the same place and I just had a baby. So I really had like this rawness of like, all you need are some clothes, a roof, some incense, (laughs) a bucket of cars for your kid and some clothes for him and some food. Like that was really all we need is a family to feel comforted and like whole because we have each other. And then I had like my own inner working stuff come up with like my own family unit who raised me. And then I went through the year of really trying to transition into being like a entrepreneur and a hairdresser and a mom of two kids and really sorting through it. So it's like, I was really trying to sort through for the last two years. Like, what is my life's purpose? It's to be a mother. It's to show up very authentically to who I am. And as I do those two things, I am able to support other people and show up for my community. And so that's, I mean, all of this has kind of been like growing and shifting and maneuvering into the ways that it is. And it it feels very real to me just because I'm watching how life is like happening. But I'm guessing as you're listening to this, you're kind of thinking back like, gosh, like what has that been in my life for the last two years? And so it's funny because like when we go through any like shifts like this, it can kind of feel dark when you like reflect it back, which is why the eclipse season was so timely in, in October around this nodal shift change. And so we had a solar eclipse, which took away the amount of light that the earth was given. So it made it darker and that changes the energy because we know light makes energy in like a physics and science form and so when our, our planet was receiving less energy, it kind of made everything wonky. So from that solar eclipse, people felt kind of like weird, off, I don't know, just not them their normal selves. And then 
we almost got to this point, like not that it was getting better, but it's like, okay, we were getting recharged a little bit and getting caught back up on the energy. We were prevented from the eclipse in early October. And then we had the solar eclipse and the moon also gives our planet light. And so we were again, taken back to like, Hey, it's even darker. And so the planet, we thankfully are not in this funky in-between because we weren't omitted as much light because it was nighttime with the moon um, for the second part of the eclipse. But there was this like soft little veil, if you will, that kind of came in. And so some people, as I've talked to them this week, they have felt like, I feel like I'm sitting in the dark a little bit, which is exactly how you should feel. And you should really see that you have this like light within you. So you have this veil over you. It's like that visual of a kid like sitting under a sheet with a flashlight, but you are the flashlight and it's okay. And so, you know, you're seeing all these things kind of come up and process for yourself. And I love having astrology by my side as a hairdresser because it's like I can see this for my clients and hold space so much more, I'm going to say ethically, because I can't, I can speak in a way, at least in my opinion, like that isn't definitive or finite, but just is comforting and safe and honest. And I can listen to them and help, help them feel supported, which is part of my job. Like I know I'm there to do people's hair, but it's part of my job. I really genuinely believe that it's It's your job as any type of service provider. If you get that license to touch another human, it's not just the physical touch. You have to be safe enough for them to interact with emotionally, verbally, physically, like all those things have to be something that you are responsible for. And oh my gosh, you guys have to take another sip of coffee. Speaking of, I have still been like noodling around with the different creamers, um, different tangent for another day. Um, but really as service providers and us as hairdressers, like I just think this is a very important part of our job that is not focused on or taught or appreciated by the public. I know my guests do just because they tell me. (laughs) And I really try and make sure that they know that like I am here for that capacity too. I don't take place of a therapist or a physician or other practitioners or coaches or like healers. I just am here as kind of like a support. And so having astrology for me, like it just, it really helps me. And I love watching it unfold in people's lives, whether they see it or not. So I hope that you learned a little bit of something as I kind of maneuvered us through this conversation and explaining it. I just, I would implore you to kind of see like what was brought to light and what you wish brought you light during this like little end of October, middle of October experience with the eclipses and see how it ties into like things that have been going on for the last two years for yourself. Um, 
right now, like I'm talking with like clients. And when I say clients, I mean like my hair clients and then coaching clients that I work with on the side with the coming home business. I do like some one-on-one work with people and it's it's growing. So if you're interested in doing a one-on-one for that, let me know. But what I'm explaining to them is right now, because we're in this like thin little veil, there's like more actionable like downloads, if you will. So you're going to kind of reflect back what's been going on, what's part of this purpose that I have here that I'm supposed to be really experiencing or leaning into more and what brought the light through some of these darker days in October and what do I wish brought the light that didn't and write down like the actions of it. So write it down, just fold it up and like put it somewhere. And like we're being taught through the classes that I take with astrology, like these actionable items, it's nice to write down because then at the end of the year or the start of the year, you can see how the astrology connects. Now, some people like manifestation coaches, like they would say, well, that's a form of manifestation. Like you're, of course, like the astrology is also like a real thing, but like you're manifesting it and a hundred percent you are. So if there's something you do feel like you would like to take action on, but you're a little bit nervous or you don't know how, or you think you're too old to start, or you don't know that, like blow that messaging out of your brain by writing down the fact that you do want to do it. I think listening to clients lately too, that come in and want to do different things, but they feel like they're too old is something I have like, (laughs) don't get angry about it with them, but I'm like, stop that. Got a gal yesterday when I was at the shop and she was saying to me that like, she thought about going back to school to do something different than what she has been doing because she just, she feels like she needs a shift, but she's like, I just, I'm too old to go back to college. And I literally, I like looked at her and I was like, why do you think you're too old to go back to college? (laughs) She's like, well, because I like, I have, you know, my kids are grown and they're in college and my husband, like he's getting ready to retire early and they're, she's in her fifties, but it was like, you have at least 25 to 30 more years on this earth. Just go do it. It's going to take you like 24 months, maybe. You know, like she already has some of it done. And I think when I said like she's her face was like, I hadn't thought of it that way. You could just see it. And I said, I I don't understand why people get nervous about doing things. Like I I used to have that programming a little bit where I was like, Oh, by this age you should do these things. And I definitely did that with like a relationship I had where it's like, Oh, I'm this age, so I have to get married. And like that's not the case. So that all like died off very quickly as I undid that part of my life. But people who believe like, oh, you're too old to be doing this or are by this age, you should be getting married and having kids or you should have a house or you shouldn't be switching your careers in your 30s and 40s. Like, I totally disagree. Like, I have so many examples and I think we see it all the time where there are incredible people who create mega businesses that they don't really get going till their 40s or 50s. And so 
age is really just a number. They're jokingly saying 60 is the new 40. And as a 35-year-old, I'm like, I'm not mad about that. (laughs) I'll stay young forever. Um, But I really do believe that these are silly stories people like attach themselves to that don't need to exist. And so I just, I don't want you to feel like the things that you could have as an actionable item are out of reach because of what somebody in society says. I don't watch mainstream news, but it was like on after football on Monday. And they said there was like a 45% increase of college age students over the age of 40. And I just was, I was so pleased to hear that. I don't know if it's an accurate statistic because it was coming from like, I think it was just like our local news station. But um, it was so good to hear that because I think people too have to remember during a recession, that's where they, it's like annoying to see it online so much, but that's where millionaires are made. That's where businesses are born. Like during a recession, it's when you're kind of like, hey, I'm I'm receding inwards because I have to be really careful with my resources. And then when we get out of like this recession culture, there's more of you to give because you like expanded in it. So if you're thinking about something or have the desire to do something, write it down. See what happens. Uh, it's funny because in my astrology class, which I am behind and I'm going away this weekend to help my friend with some work stuff for her. And then I'm going to get caught up on my astrology stuff and some writing I have for coming home. But the teacher that I have on there, they record these like weekly updates of what's happening astrologically. And they record them like, I think three months out. And so they record them and then they release them the week of. And when you hear it and then you see what's kind of happening in mainstream media or the like headlines, it is so, (laughs) I just am like, for people to not believe this stuff, like literally at this point, if somebody is like eye rolling it or thinks it's just like a bunch of like malarkey, I really, and I will say, I will be judgmental on you because you clearly haven't studied it enough and it is such a complex and real system. Um, so it's just funny because I'm like everything that has happened in the headlines with Israel and Gaza and Palestine, like it's it's not predicted, it's just supported by the astrology that they see coming with how the planets and the signs all move together. And so you can, of course, look ahead and try and like piece it together. But the the cool thing about being humans is we have free will. So it doesn't matter what you can guess. People still are going to choose what they want. And so when they choose what they want, the astrology still will line up, but maybe not in a way that you would have predicted. And that is like what I love about it is it's not here to tell us what to do or how to do it. It's really just here to like support us through life and making the choices we want to make with it. So anyways, guys, I hope you liked this little morning closet episode, (laughs) me sipping coffee, ranting about astrology. Um, in other news, what else is going on in our life? We just had Halloween. We had a blast. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I love Halloween. I love the cultural history behind it. 
Um, it's just fun. And I just think it's such a great opportunity for learning for kids and families because we do so many things based off of like a religion based holiday or kind of like these like United States, like the Thanksgiving thing. I, I do really like that holiday as well, but it's a little bit more based off of like some poor history, if you will. Um, but Halloween is, it's kind of sweet, you know, I mean, there's candy involved, so there's that literal sense of it, but you know, you're, you're having kids explore identifying with something different with a costume. You're exposing their senses to face paint or masks or fabrics or dressing differently. You're asking them to have bravery or comfort to knock on people's doors and ask for something and to receive, to use their manners, to engage, to navigate a neighborhood without a phone, maybe without adults. Like there's so many things you're asking your community to keep an eye out for the kids when walking around. Like you're seeing people gather and actually like do things together where other holidays you kind of do things with your family, not your neighborhood. And we've gotten away from that as a culture. And I think as a parent too, it's like you can show your kids like how fun it is by how you show up. And so it's like Parker and I, we were scrubbing off our skeleton makeup. We're like, as long as they will welcome us into like doing this with them, we will show up so big because it was so fun walking around and we'd people like, like, it's a family of skeletons. And Turner was just so pleased in towns. Our little guy, he was in the wagon and he didn't sit down. He stood up in that wagon, holding the edge of the wagon just like in awe, seeing all the people and the costumes and being out. And he just, he, I could tell he was loving all of it. Like it was so neat. But Halloween, I just think has such a deeper like meaning to me because I just see all the benefits to what it can do for kids. And I like when there are deeply nourishing and teachable experiences in our lives that feel like fun. And Halloween's that for me. I'm like, oh, so good. It is not lost on me how many times I dressed up as a witch as a little girl. And now I'm into like all the like weird witchy wackadoo stuff I love. I'm like, duh, I knew it was a little girl. Um, but it's just fun. Oh, and that was so cool too. Parker and I, we were out with the boys trick-or-treating and we saw a shooting star. It was so cool. He's like, I just saw a shooting star. I was like, me too. It was so wild. And like, in Phoenix, it's a little bit brighter. And I'm not saying you can't see them in cities, but it's just not as common. So it's just great. So we had a nice Halloween. I hope everybody else did too. I am super busy at the shop because of holidays and all of that jazz. So if you don't see me for hair, but you have your hair person, schedule that appointment get it booked, get it dialed, do it for yourself, do it for them so that they can make sure you're taken care of and not stressing out about trying to squeeze you in and work on being grateful this month. Set up those boundaries, reflect on what's gone on. And if you do any type of like journaling or whatever with this conversation after you get done listening to it, take a picture, tag me on social media at Between Appointments Podcast. I would love to see it. Or you can follow my personal page at Ra Ra Tovi. It's R-A period R-A period Tovi. 
Um, and I just, I love connecting with you guys. So let me know how everything's going for you inside, out, whatever. I love it. And again, this podcast grows by reviews. So I know if you've written a review, I'm going to ask you to do it again because that's how we grow this. So if you want to rate, review, share this with a friend, I would really appreciate it. So happy, happy Thursday. That's when I'm recording this. And I will catch you guys next week between appointments.